I don't care about the numbers you have behind your Instagram handle or the number of people on your email list or how many LinkedIn connections you have if it's just a number. But remembering that they had a dog and asking about that dog or the last time you talked, they were moving houses, maybe following up on that, bringing up their maternity leave and how the first few days back, having that actual deep conversation after making those initial connections, that just makes the relationship actually go deep, actually make it authentic and not just another number behind your name. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. One of the core values of pursuing her purpose is connection. Two of the most isolating and beautiful life experiences are entrepreneurship and motherhood, and it really doesn't have to be that way. So a huge intention of creating this space is because we wanted to help women connect and support each other through these really big chapters. Yes, this is part of the business that I am so excited for, because as we know, in this digital age and post-pandemic world, We can feel alone. However, as we learned in the hiring episode, if you want to build a business, you cannot do it by yourself in a silo. It's important to build a team and build a network. This is why today we're going to talk about this topic that can feel a little taboo or even boring, and that's networking. So for our listeners who are in the corporate world right now, that word boring that Amy just used, that's, I I felt it. I felt it for a really long time. And networking in that world, it was usually set up through different types of corporate functions. So right now you might be going to golf events or lunches or things that happen later on in the afternoon. And in my experience, they always ran over 5 p.m. or they happened at nighttime and it made it difficult to be with our family and with my husband. And so I feel like a lot of the corporate functions for the corporate world were made for people who are not married or don't have kids. And even LinkedIn, which can be an incredible connection site, it can almost feel like a sales pitch sometimes. I know a whole bunch of the things that I'm getting right now are literally copy-paste from, oh, we have this connection in common. And getting invites from new connections, it doesn't feel like a connection. And since one of our core values is that connection, we want them to feel authentic. We don't want them to feel forced. And that is one of the big things that we're going to be pulling into today's conversation and into pursuing her purpose as a brand. So Amy, I know that you've been able to build two really incredible businesses, and I feel that at the heart of both of them is vulnerability and this connection that we keep bringing up. For example, at Expecting and Empowered, you support women with really vulnerable and sometimes embarrassing issues. You bring up things like prolapse. You bring up things like painful sex, yet you've been able to take these situations and really create connection for women. They don't feel like they're alone in their experience. You're giving valuable information. So share a bit more about how you've been able to create this network within these communities specifically. 
Yes. For me, networking isn't just about building my own Rolodex. I have a true passion for being a bridge builder and a connector, approaching things in the way of how can I help this person? So for Expecting and Empowered and Herself, we have been able to build incredible communities. Of course, we started it, but it's really the community that takes on a life of their own. So if you're a customer of Expecting and Empowered and you're inside that mama community on Facebook, you know how supportive of a place that is. If a mom has a question or a concern, if she shares something super vulnerable, there are 10 women that right away come along beside her, maybe give her advice, but maybe just hear her or relate to her. So how did we do this? I don't know exactly, but I have some pretty good guesses. When you're first building a community in your business, my belief is that they are going to mirror the way that you carry yourself. So one thing that Crystal and I did absolutely right was we were willing to give to our potential customers and our current customers. We would go the extra mile for a woman, whether that was if she had a question, we would absolutely make sure to answer it, follow up with her, make sure that she got the information that she really needed to make her best healthcare decisions or whatever it was. We also showed up super vulnerable, especially in the beginning of that business, so that people related to us. Not only related, but say we had an issue and we were having painful sex ourselves, we would share that because there's so many other women that are going through that. So by being able to go above and beyond and help people and also being vulnerable, it kind of set the stage for those communities so that women were given permission to show up in the exact same way. And then that just kind of became the nature of those communities. And it still is today, which is so beautiful to see. So I think if you are building a community within a business, making sure that you are showing up in the way that you want your community to show up for each other in the beginning is so, so important. And then as far as networking, when it comes to Instagram, I wanted to add that I really go at it with an approach of how can I help this person? So I've been able to build this incredible network and I also love to play a matchmaker. So if I have an idea for my friend Maggie from Everyday Best Buy and I want to connect her with the caffeinated clean because I can just visualize their accounts going so well together and I had an idea for a project that they could do together, I gave Maggie that idea And then I would be willing to connect them because I think that you have to be willing to give to other people. If this is a strength of yours, you feel like a connector, you feel like a builder, go out in the world and do those things. And what I've learned over time is really looking at it from a lens of what can I give and not what can I receive. Now, I do believe it always comes back to you some way, but I go into it with the intention of that doesn't mean that Maggie and Cassie have to like share my account or do something right back. No, in the future, they might think of me for a different project that would make sense for me or my brands. So I really think that women out there are intuitive and a lot of you have this 
ability to be able to see who would work well together and connect them. And I think in the digital space, it's so important to authentically connect people that you know, and then you are growing your own network. So your own network is getting bigger and bigger. And you guys, I'll tell you, it feels so good to come alongside women that maybe aren't quite as far along in their journey and help them. And from my past and from being a small account before, because we all start there, you will never forget the people that took a chance on you when you were first starting out. So that's one of my favorite ways to network on Instagram. And Kat, up until now, you've actually been behind the scenes running businesses. So I would love if you would share more about networking and how it has propelled the businesses that you've run forward. Yeah, it's funny because when I started running a company, I actually don't even think I realized what I was doing was networking. So as you've heard about my career trajectory in earlier episodes is I went from being a dietitian to running a multi-million dollar online business. And I realized quite quickly that if I was going to excel at this, I had the basic skill set, but this was totally new to me that I needed help. And I didn't come into this role knowing exactly what a chief operating officer did. And I really didn't know anyone who did this kind of work in this really small niche. So enter my first live event. And live events are so valuable because you can actually connect with people on a deeper level. I went to a live event for digital entrepreneurs and I met two other incredible COOs who were there. And we formed this little secret Facebook group where we started to connect with each other. We started to slowly add more people into the same group when we realized they had this same role that we felt was so unique. And this space was so valuable at the beginning of my career because we could candidly share issues that we were having. We were talking about hiring. We were supporting each other, cheering each other on. Just like Amy was talking about, it was a very small container that was very vulnerable and very supportive. And you know, we'd host Zoom chats and happy hours. And before we knew it, all of us had become really good friends. So when I think about this specific experience, I realized that at the time, the community that I needed wasn't there. So I went out and I created it. And I think this is something that's really underrated, that if you are waiting for an invitation to a seat at the table... In actuality, you might need to build your own table. You might need to be building your own network and be the one to start that process. Yeah, one thing that Abby and I have gotten feedback on in the past is people will be like, you know what, you guys, that's great for you, but I am not outgoing. I don't work like that. I get shy in social situations. Is there anything that you could kind of coach people on to start these conversations that maybe they want to have, they want to build that network, but the actual starting of a conversation is something that's nerve wracking for them? Yeah, I can think of a great example. So on this podcast, we're going to have two people named Vanessa and Xander. And recently, their integrator reached out to me and she wanted to build a relationship with me. And something that I really appreciated, and I think that she went out on a limb. I think she was kind of nervous reaching out to me because I was more experienced. She was more new. And she sent me an email that was really clear with her intentions. And I really loved that. So she basically said something like, 
I would love to develop a relationship with you. I would like to get to know you more. Like basically put her cards on the table. And I have a feeling that in that moment, she was probably very bold for five seconds and hit send on this email. But what I loved about that strategy is it was like going on a date with someone where I knew their intentions versus when you show up for a date and you're like, wait, are their friends going to be there? Is this what they actually want? So I think just honestly being really clear with your ask. And if it is something new to you that feels a little uncomfortable, just tell yourself that you can be really brave for five seconds and hit that send on that email. Such a good reminder. You can be really brave for five minutes. And I like that you brought up a different way of communication too. Because when I think about this, the most comfortable way for me to have a new friend is to go up to them and talk to them. Just go face-to-face and talk to them. But it can be through an email or through a DM or through a text message or through a friend of a friend connecting you that way. So there's just a lot of different avenues that you can take in order to make friendships, make these connections, and make networking part of your business. And then into your personal life, which is what I want to go into next, because even at herself, we realized that the kind of community that we wanted, it simply wasn't there. We wanted people to be able to show up as themselves, have conversations behind closed doors, but then also be able to have conversations that are on a podcast that 10,000 people are listening to every single week. And as we've said before, it's not about what can you do for me, but it's how can we mutually support each other? How can we lift each other up in these conversations and in these relationships? And I think about this with some of the guests that we've been able to have on and pursuing her purpose, some of the guests that we're going to continue to have on and how we're able to support them through the memberships, the products that they're creating. So one that comes to mind right away is Casey from Milestones and Motherhood. Amy's been a friend of hers for a long time. And now that I have a child who does need help with milestones, so Owen, he's delayed with many things, Down syndrome, low muscle tone, all adds into it. I feel a real personal connection with her and then also a professional connection with her. She's been able to help me through some of the struggles, some of the questions, not only as a mom to mom, but then also as a physical therapist, she's been able to help me out. I think about our labor and delivery nurses. So they were podcast listeners, the ones who were there for Owen's birth. And I still keep in contact with them. To this day, Owen's birth was magical. It was it was such a great experience. And I think that personal connection of them knowing about our older kiddos, knowing my thoughts and feelings going into it, I really think it helped that birth and that experience be so surreal. And obviously, we couldn't have a podcast without the people who are actually listening, they're sharing. And at the same time, it's a gift. Being able to give back and then also receive from each and every one of you. This is something that I've never been able to experience in other careers, in other seasons of life. And it's definitely something that we're experiencing now. I think one point that I would like to bring to the table is to put yourself in situations where networking is the meat of it. So a couple years ago, I knew I wanted to join a mastermind. If you're unfamiliar with that, it's a group of In this case, it was a group of business owners that were around a similar income level, all had online businesses. And so we're going through this experience together of wanting to learn how to better serve our businesses. But what I got from it was this awesome new network of people that were so willing to support me and I was so willing to support them. So some of the connections that I made there for one example, and we've mentioned them already in this episode, is Vanessa and Xander. 
and they own a sex therapy business. And so I've been able to interview them on my podcast. I've been able to share them with my community. We have some behind the scenes business chats where it's just the three of us. We're on a Zoom call and we're kind of troubleshooting for each other's businesses. That all came from that initial mastermind where we were in the same room. We were paying to do this, but I would say it has paid dividends for the connections that you're able to make. So if networking is something that you know you need to work on, I would say an easy way to do it is putting yourself in a room, whether it's paid or unpaid, there's a bunch of different opportunities all over the place for networking. Put yourself in a situation where there's other people that want to network with you is a really easy starting point. Yes. And masterminds can be such a powerful tool. Every mastermind that I've ever been a part of has been an awesome container for people to really show up vulnerably and support each other's growth. I was just in a meeting with a woman who I coached in a mastermind. And at the end of the call, she asked me, what can I do to support you? And honestly, it was such a powerful question that she ended the conversation with. I think as women, we're so conditioned that we need to do this alone, that we need to have this underdog story. We need to be superwoman. But in reality, we really rise when we support others, just like every story that you've been talking about so far, Amy. And so when this woman asked me this question, I immediately wanted to say, Oh, nothing. How can I support you? And I actually had to stop myself in that moment. And I realized, wow, this is a really good opportunity here. She's asking me, what can I do to support you? And so I asked her, I said, you know, if you feel really excited about this podcast that we are putting out into the world, if you would share it with your audience, that would mean so much to me. And it was just as simple as that. And in turn, I asked her that question and I was able to help her with something that she needed support on. And it honestly just felt really good. It felt like this mutual relationship where we were both invested in each other's growth and we both wanted to see the best outcome for each other. And I just love that. And I really think that that was a powerful prompt that you could use in any networking situation. Isn't that so much the truth, even just with friendships? So a friend asks, what can I do for you? And you're like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. But what can I do for you? And it just goes back and forth like that, the ping pong, yes. ping pong table, so to say. But in reality, if someone asks, how can I help you? There's probably a few things that you could have them take off your plate. So in friendship, in networking, absolutely take those up. And this is also something that we are, all three of us are really passionate about. If there's a way that someone can help your business grow, and they're saying right from the start, how can I help your business grow? Lean into it. Advocate for yourself. Ask others. Say yes to those requests because it can help both of you grow. Okay, Amy. So I feel like you have really been able to integrate networking into your every single day. So how do you open up these conversations with people that you know you want to support or you want to help support you? I think that the online space has really, I mean, it's social networking, essentially. So it's made to do this. And you can definitely learn how to do it in a way that feels really good to you. So as I said before, I've been in this game long enough to know how I want to show up. So if I find an account, a woman, a business that I love and want to support, I do that with no strings attached. I'll reshare their posts I'll tell my followers to go follow them. I'll reply to their stories, all with this really good heart of this is someone that I'm interested in and I want to build a connection with. Typically, that person will be so appreciative of the love because a lot of times my community takes my suggestions very seriously. 
And they'll often head over and interact with that person that I'm suggesting. So that's how I've made a lot of my connections on Instagram. And then we'll kind of go down this road of getting to know each other. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I think that this woman would be perfect on one of my podcasts. Is this a friend that I can talk about the trials and tribulations of Instagram with? Is it just this connection that we're going to have? Is it someone where we enjoy messaging because we're in a similar season of life and business? Who knows? Those are all questions that can be answered in time, and you'll kind of see what type of relationship you might have with that person. So I would say to go into networking on social media, thinking about how can I bring something positive into this person's life versus asking right away. So I think this is where a lot of people make a mistake is that they are kind of going into this like a cold call. They'll just ask me for something before. That's the first DM that ever lands into my inbox is they're asking for something. I have not seen them support my business. I've not seen them interact with me. I've not seen anything but an ask. I like to think about it as let me bring value to this person before I ask her for something. That's just what my heart is. And I also think that that works better. And then in turn, a growth opportunity for me, if I'm being honest, is asking for support when I need it. Because I I always have this thing in the back of my head. I'm like, I don't want her to feel like I'm using her. But I have to remind myself of my intentions, the value that I've brought into the relationship. So I've been trying to get more clear. We would love if you shared this episode. Can we send you these shirts and you can tag us in it. Whatever it is, I need to be able to be more clear with my asks. And so that's an area that I'm definitely growing in. And so Kat, I feel like you do a really good job of making meaningful connections. When we started this podcast, it was something that we could just tell that you had such a strong network. And I know that we have a whole episode on mentorship coming up. I think Kat has more mentors than anyone that I've ever met in my entire life. But do you have one piece of advice for someone who wants to take the first step in building their network? Yeah, I definitely do. And even just to go back to what you were talking about, Amy, in retrospect, I feel like that's why you and I connected because I followed you on social media. We have a mutual friend, but I really felt your authenticity. And so I remember reaching out to you well before we decided to go into business together and started introducing you to people in my network. I think you'd really hit it off with this person. You have similar audiences or you know, you could really support each other in this capacity. And it's so funny because I don't, again, didn't even realize at the time that I was doing something like that. But I think after hearing your explanation of that, I'm like, oh, I bet that's one of the reasons why we get along so well. But anyways, back to networking. As I said, I think that I naturally love people. And I know that this is not everyone's homeostasis, (laughs) especially in this post-pandemic world where we're used to kind of hanging out solo all the time. But 
after you kind of opened up a dialogue with someone, like I mentioned that story of that person who reached out to me that was very clear with their intentions of where they wanted to steer this relationship. And again, the way she phrased it was very refreshing. You can connect virtually in a Zoom call. Like we talked about, it doesn't have to be in person. There can be low stakes opportunities to connect with someone. You don't need to put pants on or fly across the country. You could do a FaceTime together. You could Zoom. You, you know, You could have a text conversation and just really feel out if you're hitting it off with this person. And if the meeting goes well, at the end of the meeting, you could really ask, who else do you think I should meet with? At this point, they've gotten to know you, your heart, maybe things about your business, where you want to take things. And they might already have ideas of who they could connect you with. And this prompt has been really amazing for me to continue to grow my network. And that person feels excited that they want to bring someone in that they know that could help me with this problem. But again, being really clear with that ask. And the more I've gotten comfortable being clear with that ask, especially at the end of showing a mutual connection and support for each other. It's just been so powerful to snowball this amazing network that I've been able to build. Yeah, that referral networking where they already know who you are, they already know what you can bring to the table, and then going from there. It can be a really beautiful thing. And it's obviously helping all parties involved when you already know somebody because it makes that relationship go a lot faster. And just to round out this conversation, one thing that both you, Amy, and Kat do really well is you make the connection, but it's an actual connection. I don't care about the numbers you have behind your Instagram handle or the number of people on your email list or how many LinkedIn connections you have if it's just a number. But remembering that they had a dog and asking about that dog or the last time you talked, they were moving in houses, maybe following up on that, bringing up their maternity leave and how the first few days back, having that actual deep conversation after making those initial connections, that just makes the relationship actually go deep actually make it authentic and not just another number behind your name. I love that piece of advice, Abby. And that ties into what Marissa was talking about in the visionary integrator one is how she doesn't start with an ask for her team without checking in on how is your day going or bringing up those personal connections. And I feel like that's so underrated, but everyone probably has an example in their life where someone remembered something small about what was happening in their life. And that person brought it up and it felt so meaningful to be seen in that moment by someone else without just going in with that direct ask. Yeah, it's bringing humanity back into business and at pursuing her purpose. That is such a core value for us is we're giving this advice from a business lens, but as a person, care about other people and make sure that they know that that makes everything work so much better. And it just makes you feel better as a person. At the end of the day, Abby, Kat, and I feel like we have really strong networks that support us. And that's through business, but also through our personal lives. Because we can't really separate those things as much as people want to. They're so interconnected. So... This is the type of episode where you might be out there and this is a time where you're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and build a new network. Because what we can tell you is that it is beyond helpful to know that there are women out there that are going through similar things. There are women out there that are willing to support you. There are women out there that want to cheer for you. So this is an absolute pillar for all three of us. I know that I always want a strong network of women around me, and we hope that this episode has inspired you to want one as well. 
If you guys could do us a huge favor, if you feel like you are part of our network on pursuing her purpose, if you could go ahead and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, that is one of the best ways for us to find more people just like you so that we can serve them too. So thank you so much for leaving a review today.